Matt Whitaker, former U.S. Acting Attorney General. This is such a great conversation about America, our future, what's going to save our republic. We have a great football player. Matt Whitaker is here. Matt. They tried to bury me. They didn't realize I was a C. Former Acting U.S. Attorney General. Under President Trump. I'm going to be an unwavering supporter of law enforcement. Welcome to Liberty and Justice with your host, Matt Whitaker. One, welcome to Liberty and Justice. I'm your host, Matt Whitaker. Exciting uh, to have my friend Cash Patel with me today on the show. Hey, Matt, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me back on the program. Um, you know, I think there's a thing or two going around in the news these days. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, before we started recording, I said, uh, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, oh, not much going on. So um, <laughs> guess, even though we are um, separated right now, we're actually in the same city. That's uh, right. Las Vegas, the, right now, one of the two epicenters of elections in uh, the United States. We, we finished our election se- voting season. We are now in counting season out west. <laughs> um, and, I mean, what... Florida, Texas, my home state of Iowa, which is the exact same size as Nevada, all have election results really a half an hour after the polls close. Um, yeah. What the hell's going on in Nevada and Arizona? I don't know. I'm, it, it's, I'm ashamed of my, my home state of Nevada that we can't count votes, but I'm also not surprised since it's been a democratically run state for the last you know four or six years. So they put in these blocking and tackling measures. Arizona is way worse. Nevada is sort of like a microcosm when you compare it to that, the, the literal wild, wild west out there. But you're right. Why can Florida count 15 million votes? Why can Iowa count 4 million? Why can, you know, Texas count however many tens of millions they got down there? In the same day, election day used to have meaning because people got excited and they knew that they would have a result for their country. And now we're allowing crazy politicians to have these absurd absurdities happened. For instance, in in Nevada specifically, uh, for those that don't know, Washoe and Clark County are the two most populated counties in Nevada. They make up 80 to 85 percent of the population. Shockingly, their registrar's office that counts the votes both reported on election night, we are understaffed, so we will be unable to count the votes, and we are not going to tell you, the campaigns, how many mail-in ballots and early decision balloting we have right now. That That is beyond absurd it's 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 unethical and borderline unlawful but this is the reason why we're still counting votes and we haven't declared adam laxalt the winner yet yeah the um i, I just it's, it's it's such a head scratcher for me cash because mm-hmm. as 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 i i really it it has to be intentional i mean I, it, it is it can't be explained by incompetence because it, it has to be intentional no. You know, there's so many other states that just like do this so easily and without any kind of hiccups or, you know, the audit trails there. And yet we have these kind of, you know, the campaigns, like you said, campaigns don't know how many votes are still to be counted. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to decide, you know, were these drop, you know, election day drop off mail in ballots were these mailed in, you know, how many votes came in the mail, you mm-hmm. know, out of where we're sitting right now, uh, they have a deal where they got you can get it. I guess up to Saturday, your yeah. ballot go up as long as it was postmarked on election day. Yep. It just seems like the whole thing is built, um, one, to if Republicans win, to take away any kind of sweet victory and celebration. And the second thing, it just seems like 
you know, again, I don't, I'm not an election uh, conspiracy guy, but it just seems like um, they just want to see how everything plays out uh, before they report their final results. Well, yeah, taking those sort of in reverse, if I can, you know, the mainstream media wants the disinformation campaign on there. We can get into the whole Trump and not Trump thing in a little bit. But putting that aside, what they want is places like Nevada and Arizona to not be called so they can say for days on end, this red wave didn't happen. And it, you know, you and I have talked about it, you know, personally and privately, but I think we share the same sentiment. What do you mean the red wave didn't happen? We just won the house. We just retired Nancy Pelosi. She was like one of the worst politicians in US history who's no longer going to be running the United States Congress. And we're on the verge of retiring Chuck Schumer. I don't know these people who think they're political novices who can come out and say, that's not a landslide victory because we didn't somehow get to 53 in the Senate and 238 in the House. It's, that's absurd. When you control both chambers of Congress, we've seen the, the radical left agenda and how they, in my opinion, overreach and unlawfully conduct investigations like January 6th and abuse the subpoena power and don't conduct constitutional oversight. Now, we as Republicans have the opportunity to go and investigate the DOJ, the FBI, the DOD, check out Hunter Biden's laptop and force Americans uh, to focus on the facts of our investigations rather than rely on the mainstream media. So I think from, from my perspective, it's a win, but it's a tragedy that we're still waiting. And I don't think Arizona is going to get called for, you know, maybe a week. Um, and that's just going to drag on. Oh, it's till Saturday. It's just, yeah, it's uh well, I mean, there's so many directions we can go. One of the things that I'm just um, I'm, I'm interested in is in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, compare that to the house, I guess in the incoming house in 2023 from yeah. six years ago, 2017, this house is going to be much more conservative, much more Trumpian than, uh, you know, Paul, mm-hmm. how quickly we forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Ryan was speaker. Uh, you know, what, I mean, do you expect that the people that are there and going to be sworn in in January are going to actually do the hard work of uh, investigating the FBI and DOJ and, and DOD and the intel community and all those kind of things? Yeah, I mean, I have way more confidence in this incoming set that, as a, a writ large. I don't want to take away from the people that were there back then, like the Jim Jordans of the world that are going to be there again in 23 who's going to do a wonderful job. But I think for an overall perspective, yes. You look, when you go back to Paul Ryan, and you know, Paul Ryan and I have had our issues when he was Speaker of the House. I led his Intel Committee's investigation in Russiagate. And he, um, you know, as Speaker, it's his committee, and it was his right to basically sh- almost shut down our investigation at certain points. Hopefully the new leadership this time around won't have that style of command. They'll rather let the investigation go where it goes, whatever it is, Russiagate, Hunter Biden, China, Russia, whatever, DOJ, FBI. You know, and I just think it's um, somewhat hypocritical when I see the New York Post, my hometown newspaper, uh, allow Paul Ryan to come out and say, you know, Donald Trump's a drag on the party. And I was just like, you were Speaker of the House when you lost the House of Representatives. You lost a presidential candidacy to a Barack Obama and you shuttered the Russiagate investigation to you almost hobbled to, to nothing. And who did you go out and campaign for on the up down ballot races across America that you helped get us over the threshold for majorities in the House and the Senate? You know, it's just, it's adult conversations that we have to have because. That man's a very powerful man. He's on the board of Fox News. He was a speaker of the House. He has a big voice. And they want to transition away from the quote unquote MAGA, America first, Trumpian, whatever you want to call it. That's their right to say so. But 
as politicians, they just seem to disavow the facts completely that we highlighted earlier. And I, I for one, will call out their hypocrisy. But returning to your question, I do think we've got a solid base of people going in there. I just hope Kevin McCarthy doesn't wilt like Paul Ryan does. And, you know, that remains to be seen. Yeah. And to your point, you know, I don't remember ever seeing Paul Ryan out on the campaign trail. And I was right. in many, many states. Um, in his home state of Wisconsin, right? You're, you guys are Midwestern guys. I mean, look at how, how close Ron Johnson's race was. I don't remember Paul Ryan going out there and, and, and campaigning on behalf of Ron Johnson, who is basically as good of a senator as down the middle on the facts as there can be, you know, next to your home state senator, Chuck Grassley. I mean, those two guys are, are invaluable when it comes to being oversight figures in Congress. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned it before, but let's let's do a deep dive on this, uh, I guess, blaming Donald Trump for the election results that we don't even know what they are, quite frankly. But right. um, this was clearly a um, a narrative that was uh, desired to start. And, it, you know, it's it's aided by the delays in Arizona and Nevada. But it's also, you know, there's clearly a, a movement mm-hmm. of a lot of the, you know, squishy center right people to, you know, start that narrative. Uh, you know, is it true? Uh, or, you know, if it's not, uh, what's what what evidence can you point to? Well, I think one, we always start and end with the mainstream media because they set the goalposts and then they move them. And, you know, they set the goalpost before to say the red wave is coming and they define the red wave as if we don't get to 235 in the House and 53 or four in the Senate, we, we, we have somehow turned into a red pool. And I just don't understand. We talked about it. Winning the House and winning the Senate is a red tsunami. What more? Yes, it would have been nice to have 53, 54. Completely agree. And it would have been nice to get to 235 instead of, say, 233. But we're still there. You know, uh, we're definitely there in the House and we're on the verge of being there in the Senate. And we talked about why that matters. And I and I think when they go back and blame Donald Trump, I, I just asked them, I'm like, well, would we even be on the threshold of having the conversation of taking the majorities back if Donald Trump didn't campaign for the last two years? You guys keep talking about 235 and 240 and 53 and 54. We'd be talking about 215 and 220. And 46 and 47, is that the position you wanted to be in? So that's why I say, you know, this reporting like Carl Rove and company out there are saying, well, of course, they don't like Trump. And they're using, I believe, Ron DeSantis to sort of be the blocking mechanism to get Trump out of the way. And just be careful, you know, if that were to succeed, I don't think it will. Then they'll just double down and attack Ron DeSantis. I mean, these people don't actually care. And guys like Mitch McConnell, I believe, are willing to sacrifice a Senate majority and be in the Senate minority. And you can see by the outcomes that he placed and the candidates he backed and the candidates he chose not to back. You know, these people have hundreds of millions of dollars in war chests. Talk about what $5 million, $10 million would have done for Blake Masters. You know, talk about what a couple million more would have done for Herschel Walker. Would we even be in a runoff? Uh, or, uh, you know, or even a, uh, you know, Oz, I know, didn't run the greatest campaign, but, you know, we got outspent everywhere and we still outperformed on the dollar by dollar basis. So I just don't see this argument where it's Trump's fault. We didn't get to these super majorities. Yeah. And I think that I've seen some estimates um, of the on both sides, all in spending somewhere in a four to one advantage wow. of the debt. 2020, I think we're at that same thing. I think in 2020, it was estimated all in, you know, IEs, everything 
was about eight billion to two billion in political wow. spending. And I think you know it's probably proportionally about the same. I don't think we I don't think we're in the you know that high a number, but yeah. there was the left to win it to even get close in elections is having to just spend so much more money uh, compared to you know our our side because you know again I mean I, I continue to believe our ideas are better and conservative ideas are uh, mm-hmm. you know and we center right country I, and and it's you know really um, turnout suggests that I I just heard today that five million more Republicans showed up to vote uh, this election than Democrats now. Uh, doesn't mean that we, you know, kind of they've showed up in the right place. Right. <laughs> Example where we're both sitting right now. But um, I just think, uh, you know, we just need to continue to press. Um, what do you think, you know, so since I, I hear what you're saying and that you can't see, you know, if we take both the House and the Senate, which it appears we're going to, and some of these governorships and the like, that, you know, that is a, you know, a, a flip and therefore, you know, certainly a red wave. I mean, you, you know, you flip to the House and the Senate. That's a, you know, you, that's a that's a win. Um, did you think there was ever a chance we could get those big numbers? And um, if if, you know, or why didn't we get just, yeah. a match, you know, sort sure. of over just up and down the board, you know, flipping, you know, D plus 10 congressional seats? Yeah. Look, fewer people know this better than you. You crisscross the country for all these candidates and, you know, just because you believe in our mission and our core values. And I think a lot of candidates and Americans share these core values. And I do think we could have done better. I'll be the first person to admit that. We sure we, we should have done better. But the blame or whatever verbiage you want to attach to it um, should go to the candidates. At the end of the day, the candidates have to run a campaign. And we failed whatever your stance is on abortion, and I'm not saying we sh- we're getting into that. I'm saying we failed to message appropriately on things like abortion, which were in a lot of states, an issue above inflation in the economy. And for candidates to not recognize that and say, let's go to Pennsylvania, which is a mishmash, a total hotbed of a state that has people in Western Pennsylvania and coal mining towns. And then you got Philly out East, which is as rural, excuse me, as urban and, and um, radical as New York City. For us to not go in there and campaign and connect at the kitchen table level and say, um, this is how I'm going to improve your life on an everyday basis. Yes, there's national security, border security, control the drug trade and help our education system. But you, on an everyday basis, when you choose to have a child, when you choose to send your kids to education, when you choose to live in this community, I'm going to bring 10,000 more jobs by doing X, Y and Z. These are messages I think the candidates failed on. What do they want? Donald Trump to go into Latrobe, Pennsylvania and say, I'm going to build a factory. And, you know, th- th- this is this is the this I'm, I'm using Oz maybe a little too harshly as an example. Yeah. But at the, in, in reality, look who he lost to a, a, an individual who can barely speak. And he lost by four points in Pennsylvania. And I believe there's House candidates out there across the country that similarly ran those styles, types of races from a, you know, rock star headline rally sort of view. And yes, that's the job of President Trump to bring the the movement together. But the job of the candidates to come in underneath and say, okay, where are we? We're in, you know, we're in Iowa today. We're in Colorado tomorrow. These specific issues matter for these towns in these states. And, And those candidates, I think, failed to message and connect with the voters. And I think that's where the miss is. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we also probably nationally could have continued to talk more about the kitchen table bread and butter issue. Um, and, you know, it's hard. I mean, to your point, I mean, there's, you know, 435 
house seats. And, you know, that was a little, it's difficult to know exactly who was talking about what. And, you know, some of those candidates have a hard time breaking through uh, the messaging anyway. Uh, but, you know, the Senate candidates, I mean, I know um, as I was campaigning with Adam Laxalt and, you know, uh, recently and you too, um, you know, I mean, he was talking about those issues very importantly. You know, we were, we were all over, you know, Elko and uh, Ely and, and, <laughs> all, and I mean, we we're in all these great towns in Nevada. Um, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, that's that's got to also as your as your messaging on the on over, you know, over the top on your air war, you need to be talking about those issues that, you know, moms and dads and, you know, kind of retiree, all those people care about. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think there's so much opportunity, at least the people that I know won these elections or are going to be declared the winner, ultimately, like Carrie Lake. I mean, how exciting is she as, as the governor of Arizona? And, you know, I think she, you know, got two missions right now. One is to finally fix Arizona elections. Yeah. Report the results the night of the election. And then second, you know, she's going to have to do a lot of work on securing the border that the federal government is failing to do. No, she and, and you know, Laxalt is going to have that same mission set. You know, these two states out here that I've come to know and, and, and love so much. You're right. You know, we, we I read an article, you know, if Florida figured out a way to produce election results with the population of 4x of what Arizona and Nevada are doing, then these are measures. Arizona, for example, Katie Hobbs, the Democratic candidate for governor, is the singular person in charge of the voting structure in the state of Arizona. I mean, you and me as former federal prosecutors, how is that not the ultimate conflict right. of interest? She's seeking an office for which she's jerry-rigging the system to count votes for. I mean, just talk about the absurdity of that. And you're right, Carrie Lake is going to have to go in there on day one and dismantle that and then take on a voting apparatus, be it machines or what have you, that many, many states, Iowa, Florida, um, Texas can all tabulate votes. And it's not like the Democrats are out there saying we lost and you guys stole it. They're just saying yeah. we lost and you guys counted all the votes correctly. If they can do it, why can't Nevada and Arizona do it? And it's not that we can't. It's that we put politicians in place, be it Cortez Masto and Sisolak are going next door to um, uh, to Arizona and Katie Hobbs and company. It's that they don't want to because they want to politicize our yeah. election apparatus so they can have a chance and use these tactics to somehow subvert the democratic process. What are they so afraid of announcing a result on election day, which it's supposed to happen on election night? Yeah. We've got to get these state legislators to to do it. It's just it's the time is now. I mean, it's always the same states that have these problems. Um, I noticed that, you know, in Pennsylvania, they didn't have a problem reporting Fetterman as the winner um, right away. <laughs> right. Right. And and his lead keeps growing, you know, and so they were able to do that there. Ohio, Missouri, just name a few other states. Got their stuff in order. No problem. Look, yeah, I'm obviously I'm a Republican and I'm going to put our candidates first, but I'm always going to put the election integrity of America and our constitutional republic before that. Why? Let's just get the results. We can do it. We're choosing not to do it, which is one of the most un-American things that I've seen in the last six years, that these people, these hypocrites on the left who are saying we live in a democracy and want to subvert democracy by having the registrar's office down the street literally say, I don't have the man, you don't have the employees 
for a national election and you're telling us on the day of election day, you mean you couldn't get five guys to come in and do the work and pay them? No, they they didn't want to. And now we're stuck waiting for them while they're out to literally just heard from a buddy down at the registrar's office in Clark County. They were out to lunch, not like proverbial. They were literally out to lunch. And so the vote tabulation is on hold while they eat ham and cheese sandwiches. I mean, it's it's absurd. Well, we got to get this. We got to fix this. And I guess that's where we're going to be right back. I mean, it's like the same same movie just over again. <laughs> well, um, what is next? Uh, are you going to write a I know you're always your second book, Plot Against the King, too. Um, and uh, are you going to write a third one? Yeah, the Plot Against the King series. Um, it's done really well. Thanks so much. Plot Against the King dot com. Happy to announce our holiday package is rolling out today. So you get both books and some Christmas Mary. You get a Christmas ornament and a bright green mug that says communist tears on it um, at a deep discount at plotagainstthekeng.com. And I think, yeah, we are going to write the trilogy and the next book will be out next year. And, you know, we might have to call it the return of the ultra mega king. And I don't know, Matt Whitaker might have to play a role in this book. You know, I, if I can if I can afford the licensing fee for Matt Whitaker, I'll, we're going to put him in plot. A uh, giant Shrek like ogre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody loves Shrek. So they would that, love you. That wasn't that funny, Cash. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's 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 uh, we're having fun doing it, and you know, as as President Trump taught me, you can't just identify the problem. What's the solution? Yes, our education system was going bankrupt, so I thought, all right, let's try to write a couple of chits books, and we did that with some 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 success actually, and I'll sure. continue in that space if I can, and if there's uh, you know, in the election space, we'll continue to fix that, and then I know, like you said, you and me or going to be back out on the road come here and all 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 heads marching towards 2024 and we just can't let the media dictate our lives falsely anymore if they were able to report it accurately i'd say okay we could listen to them but every headline almost every headline is completely false and off base and nobody believes the the truth anymore because it's yeah. gone it they they on purpose have deleted it from american culture yeah, speaking of truth, I know you're very active and involved in Truth Social. Uh, people should be encouraged to go open up their accounts. Um, Twitter, even with Elon Musk as its owner, is still the hellscape it's always been. Maybe have to get worse before it gets better. It's almost intolerable right now as to... Uh, well, as Biden, Biden just called for an investigation into Elon Musk and Twitter, if you can... Believe it. You know, AOC is ticked off that she has to pay eight bucks a month for the Bluebird. But for all of you guys that don't want to do that, like you said, come on over to Truth Social. It's open for everyone. Android, apps, Apple, computers, all that stuff. We're finally up and running for everybody. And come on over. Donald Trump is firing off messages all day long today. Yeah. And you're at cash, K-A-S-H. Yeah. At cash. 46 on Truths, And uh, we... Uh, Every once in a while, we have a little back and forth on there. It's fun. No, it's good. It's a good time. I look forward to all of those chats. Thank you. I want to share with the Liberty and Justice audience that continues to grow. It's one of the fastest growing shows on CPAC now and on uh, iTunes and uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, iHeartRadio. Oh, look at you. I mean, congratulations. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that is the power of... 
you know, and in all seriousness, that is the power of having a fantastic show like yours go out there and speak to so many people who are looking for the right place to get news on national security, law enforcement, politics, defense, education. And the, and the, and the guests that you have on, which I've been watching, are just amazing people who can actually speak to this instead of speak at it like so many do on, you know, CNN and the New York Times. So congrats on all your success on the show. Thanks for having me. Right. We got some really great guests um, lined up and, uh, you know, should be, you know, I mean, I purposely keep this to one episode a week and yeah. have top-notch guests that are um, not only timeless, because uh, I do want a little bit of evergreen on this, but I also uh, are also appropriate to the moment in time. So that's a Got to really kind of run it inside straight there since we're in Vegas. <laughs> well, luckily you're in Vegas, so uh, have at it. Get to the get to the tables. All right. Well, uh, Cash Patel, thanks for joining us. Everybody can check out your website, fightwithcash.com. Yes, sir. And that's cash with a K. And <laughs> you've got the best swag of anybody I know. <laughs> Still trying to get my hands on the jacket uh with the the gadson flag and all that so you have to it's sitting in my garage in another location it's there i'm gonna get it to you all right well cash uh thanks for joining me on liberty and justice and uh i'm sure i'll see you soon my friend